Welcome. I'm Halcyon, and this is Hug Nation's Belief Buffet. Today I want to share some discouraging news and some encouraging news about personal growth. <sighs> Gotta be real. <laughs> the more that you grow and learn, and the more you do the work, as they say, the more you uncover there is not this plateau where you go, aha, I am now evolved. I now do not lose my cool. I am now balanced and peaceful at all times. More likely, you get to that place more frequently, and then you notice some deep wound. And that was my experience over the last few months. I, I have become aware of traumatic experiences, and traumatic not in the sense of terrible abuse, just times when I was not getting all my needs met as a child for no, no bad behavior or, or, or abuse or nothing terrible from my parents or the world, just like I was a little lost and I reacted with some patterns that have been problematic for my whole life. And let me take that back. Not problematic, but they have been patterns. They have become automatic. There are ways that I am reactive to things. And sometimes that has been very beneficial. Let me try to make this more specific. So I learned very young to try to make peace and try to keep things calm and try to Make sure that you're never doing anything that is going to make somebody upset or then judge you. And so this hyper people-pleasing tendency. Sound familiar to anybody? The need for everyone to be happy and like you and you would rather take on a difficulty yourself than awkwardness with someone else in, in a group. So now that has served me very well in many ways. If we've met, you probably thought I was a charming, likable person. Why? Because I have learned how to make sure that people are okay with me. Now, my need to do it was a little too intense, but it led me to be a person and pursue a way of being in the world that I am proud of. But now that I have working on the next chapters of my life, I want to be more critical of those patterns and those tendencies and, and what aspects of those are reactive, deep patterns that I'm actually not really in control over. And then becoming aware of when those patterns are affecting the people around me or my future in negative ways. So. So the, the discouraging part is that here I am, I'm approaching 50 years old. I've been working on myself and personal growth. And for many years, I have a psychology degree. I've done worked as a counselor. I've been a life coach. And, and yet <laughs> I'm still coming up with these like major things like, oh my gosh, here's something I still need to work on. And there is something really damaging to the ego in that. Of like, really? <laughs> really? But the encouraging thing about it is that I would guess that 
no matter how much work that you've done, you still find yourself in situations where you stumble and you fall and you lose your cool and you embarrass yourself or you hurt someone that you don't want to hurt or you say something that you wish you didn't say or you can't let go of something. Whatever your pattern or human attribute you have comes up in a way that you maybe wish you didn't. And that's part of being a human. You are constantly being human as you human. And as you grow and you learn, you hopefully have more and more awareness of the times when you're doing it automatically and more and more awareness of when you're doing things that are problematic and you soften those and you, you remember quicker. Oh, and you become aware sooner. I'm doing it again or I just did it. And then you can apologize and make things right or you can stop. Oh man, isn't that the holy grail when you go, oh wait, I don't want to react this way. You put some space and then you can go, oh, this isn't me. This is that pattern. I don't need to do it. So when you uncover some new thing that makes you go, oh my gosh, ego crushed. I still suck. You go, no, 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 no. Here's a place that I can actually tweak it and make it better. It's like if you're running your race car and you're pedaled the metal and you can't get over 80 miles an hour and then you realize, oh, wait a minute. There's a dead squirrel in here. If I get rid of this dead squirrel, imagine how fast I will be. So I had an experience this weekend where I was visiting a friend, his new place. I'd never been there before. It's pretty far away, like an hour drive. And I, I mapped to the place that I was told, I thought I was supposed to meet him and got there and it was not what I expected. And then when I went to text him a question, I, I saw his text that was very detailed instructions on how to find where he is that I had not seen or followed. And so I started feeling this like really negative feelings, shame. I started feeling, I, I imagined that my friend was going to be disappointed. I imagined he was frustrated with me. I imagined he thought I was stupid. Like, come on. Like I typed all this stuff out and you didn't even look at it. Like, and you know, we were supposed to do something before it got dark and now it's getting close to dark time. But like, I'm, I'm feeling all of this smallness. I'm, I'm constricting as I'm feeling this judgment and this disapproval. And then I was like, wait a minute, that's not my friend. I'm projecting all of this onto this person. I'm projecting my anxious negative voice onto the situation that I'm in right now. And what has been so encouraging is that this look that I've been doing recently on my early stuff is I've become really clear and clearer acquainted with this voice and what tone it takes and the way it makes me feel. And I become aware that when I am looking at the world and making decisions, even if I'm not aware of it, there's a part of me that thinks this, this fictional person voice is waiting to pass judgment on whatever happens. And so I'm trying to make sure I don't do anything that is going to get judged like that. So I project that onto drivers and I go, as I'm parallel parking, like, oh my gosh, 
like I panic as I think that person in that car is is that voice going like, come on, you're holding us up. What's wrong? You can't fucking drive. You know, like I'm projecting that voice to a waiter being like, seriously, can you not figure out what you want to eat? Like I got other people to see. Like these are not the voices that are being communicated to me. These are the voices that I am projecting into innocent people's minds. And it's not even a real person. It's like a, 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 a condensing of all the worst attributes of these experiences that I had in my childhood. When I got yelled at, when somebody made fun of me, when somebody you know, judged me, all of these things have become this voice, the worst case scenario that I now project into every scenario. And so I'm sitting there thinking about these, this possible reactions and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Michael. I don't think that's how he's thinking at all. Especially if I explained my scenario. And in fact, if I had to, I would say, look, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety that I feel like I'm letting you down. He would probably laugh because he loves me. And so that's the encouraging part that I started to have it, started to hear it, started to feel it, and then was able to go, no, 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 wait, that's no, that voice that I've been focusing on, practicing, becoming aware of, that I've been researching, doing the work to see what it is, it's here. And I'm seeing it as it's happening. And as soon as I can kind of pull it into focus is when it starts to disappear, it goes away. Because it's so obvious that that person, that voice, that fictional thing is not here right now. So the discouraging part is, yay, after all these years, I still have a, a big old not to work out. The encouraging thing is, it's working, it's working. I'm getting the squirrel out of the engine. Yay! I should add that I don't think you ever get the squirrel entirely out of the engine. And it is, it's important to be compassionate with yourself and recognize that it does require a practice. It does require a reminding of yourself and a, a forgiving of yourself when you fall into those deep, deep, deep grooves of thought. That's you know the, one of the big discouraging things about personal growth is that it's not this process of struggle, plateau, struggle, plateau, grow, learn, plateau. It's plateau and then it's, it's kind of you up, down, up, down, and hopefully you up, down, 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 sometimes way back down. But the, the general progression is, you know, what's that they still with like markets and stuff, you know, like generally you are growing at a steady, not steady, you're growing, but, but the actual moment by moment experience can be uh, very volatile. And, and that is not evidence that you are doing anything wrong or that you are failing. That's evidence of you being a human. Congratulations. So I had a wonderful time with my friend and and I 
am wonderfully encouraged about this opportunity for growth. So I hope you are also encouraged. I'm becoming more aware of the importance of the people that you share time with. Like you are a product of who you hang out with. But there's also, you are a product to those that you connect with and hang out with digitally. And there's two ways that I've been thinking about this. One is, is you know, that desire to make sure that I am not spending time with people that pull me down and trying to make sure I spend time with people that lift me up. But that's the, what I get from that. There's also the, how can I be of service and how can I give from that? How can I be someone that is making other people better by spending time with me. I want to feel like if we are spending time in this moment together, if, you, if we are having the connection, whether it's a love morning or a gratitude circle or this in this moment right here, that I want to be a person that is elevating the person that you are. And I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling very motivated, inspired by that path of service. I think we get caught up in, in being lives of service of being like dedicating ourselves to a charity and, and foregoing you know, pleasure and things like service can be something like that. And just being a better version of yourself whenever you can around loved ones and friends. And I think there's a, a huge amount of satisfaction and and purpose that can, can come from just your day-to-day -day living. I want to be that person when I pass strangers as I walk. That's one reason why I've been doing the love mornings. I realized that I was, I was constricted and, and staying to myself and I was not saying hello to, to strangers. And I wanted to be someone that if you pass me in the street, I want your day to be brighter. And what's cool is anytime somebody else makes our day brighter, we then retain some of that ripple and we spread it on so just being a a more loving vibrant kind compassionate version of you boldly openly as boldly as you're comfortable is a form of activism and you have no idea the way the ripples hit this hopefully doesn't get me into trouble i'm sure it will there's, there's no way to, to delve into this realm without getting in trouble. I last week had my second Pfizer vaccine shot. And I have not been super active in vaccine conversations online because I don't think I've seen any vaccine conversations. I see vaccine debates and not even debates. I see vaccine fights. And I don't see the purpose, you know, so I posted a picture of me with my sticker that I've been vaccinated and then it was on Instagram story and I, and someone that I don't really know, I don't think I'm not, I didn't even know I was following them and they follow me apparently and they leave a comment, you know, virtual signaling at its finest. And I was like, at first I was like, I was want to explain myself and I was like, wait a minute, why, why would I explain myself? Pat on my back, I'm doing so much better at not responding to people and not defending myself because that isn't a question. 
that isn't a misunderstanding. That is someone with an agenda that found an opportunity to put their agenda and their opinion in, inject it into the space. I didn't, I didn't post a picture and say, take this anti-vaxxers or like, at least I care about your grandmother not dying. I just posted a picture with no comment. And in fact, the reason I did it in case anyone cares is because I heard a number of people telling me that they weren't anti or pro vaccine, but they wanted to wait until more people got the vaccine because they didn't feel like being human guinea pigs and that, you know, it's a new thing and they just wanted to feel a little bit more comfortable as more and more people took it. And so I wanted people to know I'm one of the people, I'm one of the visible people that I took it. So that was my reasoning. I actually don't judge anyone for not wanting to be vaccinated. And I don't judge anyone for not wanting to participate in the modern structures of the world if you don't want to use a cell phone. Um, but I do believe that there are aspects of the social contract of living in a modern society that you agree to by living in this very unnatural, dense population style that we are doing in the modern world. As the billions and billions of people get tighter and tighter and tighter, we have situations that are super unnatural. And uh, the vaccination is the way that our scientific uh, community has addressed this challenge. Now, um, so I think that the social contract involves a, a lot of things that we agree to, whether you, it's something that you fight about or not. Like, if you live in a city, then you're okay with a certain amount of destroying the environment. Just, you know, the picking up of the trash and putting it into a, a, a landfill, the, the, the exhaust of all the trucks and that are required to, to run that, the, uh, the, all the, 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 the things that require to get food and, and moving things and trucking and, um, and what goes into mining the things for the tools that we use. I mean, we're, we're consenting to this because we have agreed that's the social contract of living in a modern society. Now, some people say, I refuse, no, and I'm going to go off grid, live sustainably and not be a part of this. And fucking A, I respect that. And I kind of feel like a vaccination choice is a similar one. Like you totally, you can not participate in these activities that the scientific community has decided are too dangerous without a vaccine. But in the society, we have governance and you can rail against it. You can say traffic laws and food safety rules and all this bullshit. Yes, you can be angry about all of it. However, you have to follow those rules to participate in the system. And if you, it's too much for you and you want to get out of the system, I totally respect that. And I respect the, the civil pursuit of changing what the social contract is. If you think there should be less rules on food safety, awesome. You think we should have less governance and, and you know, less uh, oversight about medical malpractice, great. 
You know, we, the, we have a system that allows us to affect those things. Now, a whole different story of how, how much control you have without uh, significant resources, but that's another, another thing. But I, I don't think it's unreasonable to, to expect that you have to make compromises to, to receive the benefits of, of a city. One of the compromises is you either have to stick to yourself when there is uh, pandemics going on so that you don't increase the, the, the risks that the, we have going on, or you vaccine so that you also reduce the risks. No one is coming to your house and vaccinating you. No one is, is forcing things down your throat. They're simply recognizing that we have a social contract for what we've accepted as acceptable loss of life um, and it, city living requires that. So thank you for joining me today. And I appreciate the, uh, the ability to connect again. Um, every morning, 9 a.m., I'm doing Love Mornings here on Facebook. And then at noon, 6 and 3 a.m., Gratitude Circles at zoom.hugnation.com. Please subscribe to the Hug Nation YouTube channel. And if you would love to get a Love More Fearless t-shirt. You can go to lovemorefearless.com and see the shirts that I offer. And you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash halcyon. And that uh, gives me a little bit of funds to do everything else that I do for free. Speaking of things for free, it reminds me, I, I'm planning on doing another Pink Path coaching program, like a, a one month version of it. I think that it would be good timing as people are, are getting ready to enter the world or transition from full isolation to some form of, of socializing. So I haven't decided the dates of that yet, but if you have interest, feel free to send me a note and I get you more information and, or make sure that I, that I contact you when that becomes known. But I kind of, kind of decided this morning that yeah, I think it's time to get a group going. It's, I also love it. I love the opportunity to, to go deep with a you know, group of 10 to 20 people. So thank you so much. Send me a note about anything if you want. If uh, you, I mentioned something and, it, and you didn't hear the details, whether that be mornings, love, or gratitude, or Pink Path, or Patreon, whatever. I'm just happy that you're out there and that you're you and you're being one of those examples that others can go, yes, I too can be more loving, open-hearted, and compassionate. Thank you for being you. I love you.